Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From a basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild top in the trunk. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode of the Podcastianos. I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm rejoined by a fresh and recharged Eric Wayne. Eric, what's going on? I spend time in the great north, in the wilderness, getting in touch with my animal manhood spirit, you know, felling lumber and trekking over terrain. So, so what does the, the Wayne family do on a, a UP vacation? What, what does that look like? Uh, we, did, we did some fishing. I like to fish. Uh, I got to take my family and my son fishing, and we, that was some kind of tender moments. Aww. I got to tell you all, it was special. Uh, some, you know, skiing, tubing, uh, a lot of eating. I mean, we take eating seriously. It's an important task when you're on vacation. It's the only thing that marks the day. Got to eat. I suppose that's true. I'm that's a little, I'm a little surprised to hear that you're a, you're a fishing guy. I wouldn't necessarily picture oh, yeah. you as the type to, to put a, a worm on a hook. I, I, because I'm like too clean or like, you don't you don't think I have the patience for it? No, the the cleanliness thing. I, I mean, I for, I for sure wouldn't want to do that. Worms and fish are dirty. Yeah. I, I, I will tell you, I don't understand, like, the luxury fishing brands. There's, like, luxury apparel for fishing. It's, like, super expensive. And I'm like, have these people ever been fishing? It's nothing but, like, worm guts and fish slime. Like, you just need to wear some old nasty clothes. Yeah, but the thing is, is is fancy rich people, the people that have the money to buy said things, they don't enjoy um, being in those type of clothes. So they must have the, their fancy bougie brands, obviously. Bougie fishermen. Gosh. <laughs> um, so uh, I hear that you, you were swinging the bat and chasing the old ball around the UP th- this weekend. I, felt, I feel like a dope. It's an embarrassment. So we had this like family softball game and I managed to like land on my shoulder and I screwed it all up. I had to go to the the hospital and I came back structurally clear. So So you're more I, of a I'm Delman just... outfielder than a Jacoby outfielder. <laughs> I I uh I have Delmanish skills, that's for sure. I'd like to think I have a more chipper personality, but eh, eh. my defensive abilities are more in line with Delman. 
Mr. Mr. Dell. Did you uh, did you guys hit the Bear Ranch while you were up there? I feel like I ask you this every well, year. Uh, we went a couple of years ago, uh, you know, and that was kind of enough. It's it's not an every year thing. It's maybe uh, putting on a on a cycle. Jacoby, he just hit a home run. Yeah, I I don't have the game in front of me, but we are hitting two home runs a game, averaging now. I feel like we went we like weeks. One. What's that? I said I feel like we went weeks at points last year without home runs. In 161 games last year, we hit 149 home runs. So now in six games, we've hit 12 home runs. Yeah. Yeah. Math. Math would tell you that we're on a, on a better pace than we were for, for last year. <laughs> yes, math. Uh, so as we've alluded to, there's been some real live baseball this week. Um what emotion has that brought to you? I feel like it's a complicated moment in sport. Yeah. You know, it's it's reassuring that the world is happening, but doesn't it seem artificial to you? It seems plastic. Like with no fans there and you know, you see the coaches with the masks on and stuff and you hear news about the Marlins and stuff. It just feels like any moment it could all fall apart. Oh, for sure. I feel like, you know, I've, we've discussed at length on the show how much European soccer we've watched in the lead up to yep. this. But they had already started their season. You know what I mean? Like, it was just right. wrapping yep. the season up. The storylines had already been written. With baseball, we're just like, we're just jumping into it. Like, there is that, like, why are we, why are we doing what we're doing? Like, we, we don't have to do this. I mean, yeah, it's it's a little scary. The, I mean, the Marlins thing. What are they up to? Twelve or fifteen players who tested positive. Just a com- that's a that's a legitimate outbreak, and that's a little frightening. And the thing is, is they they said that they had the meeting and just went on with it with it after that. The thing is, is like if we're gonna get through this, there has to be you know cooler heads prevailing and people working together. That's literally the ex- exact opposite. But um, yeah, so. They're going to miss a number of games. Then you have some players on the on the DL. A, yeah, IL is it still injured list? Just whatever the, 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 co- list the COVID is. list. Yeah, yeah, and and so they're going to have a tough time making up some of these games. I saw the idea floated that they would not even try to make up some of those, and playoff positions would just be determined by winning percentage. I kind of like that. I mean, I was, why, yeah, why not? What do you make of that? I don't. I don't see any. Any. I mean, in theory, it's it's exactly the same. I don't know that there's any distinct advantage to playing less games. Well, I mean, the. I think it is an advantage to play less games because if you stink, you have a you know, just the probability wise of catching some, a streak or whatever and doing better. And also, who are you playing? I mean. It, it, the schedule's no longer balanced. But it wasn't necessarily balanced to begin with. I mean, yeah, I it. it's it's not like in soccer where you play every team in the league twice. It, we play the NL Central. We're going up for, you know, playoff seeds right, but, with the teams that are playing. all the AL Central teams are playing the NL Central teams. And if you play the good NL Central team instead of one of the cruddy ones, then... But I get it. I We're, we're making... We're making lemonade out of you know we, what we've been handed, and I get that. Did you guys see the or did you see the, the Joe Kelly uh, fiasco last night? Yeah, there's some squabble, and he looked a little pissy, and he, 
seeing people are angry at him. Yeah, it's, that's an all-time face for me. Like, isn't it funny how <laughs> how some things become the memes that just circulate the internet, you know, yeah. a million times over? I would like to think that that one will become, you know, like the crying Jordan, but, you know, only the internet can, can tell us that. The Joe Kelly face. Yeah. So, uh, swinging back to the Tigers broadcasts, what have been beyond the game itself what have been your impressions of the broadcast have you watched have you watched some of this i have let's let's just jump right into it um it's been like i feel like we typically are the positive podcast out there and i don't want to i don't want to poop on anyone's (laughs) professional career like i it is i did it last year it is extremely difficult but the broadcasts have been so bad so bad yeah. Like I almost I, I still turn it on at night. But like, you know, when it was Rod and Mario, you'd be like, all right, like it the the broadcast right. is just part of the scenery. Like it It, it was just some fl- they had some flow. Right. It's nothing else. It, it was actively not... detracts. Right. I, I found myself muting it. Uh and I don't want to pile on anybody. I, I, I don't ever find that satisfying when people just rip on people. And I don't want to be harsh, but it's not been good, um, especially after you had the ear candy that was Dan Dickerson on uh, Dan and uh, and Petrie, and they were just so good and it was so interesting to listen to, and now I just don't have desire to watch it and I uh, and I, I I don't have desire to listen to the the commentary, and and Shep. Uh, from all accounts is a really good guy and a good broadcaster. So I don't want to pile on him. but simple things like how to call a fly ball. It, it needs to be a crescendo. Okay. A fly ball. Oh, it looks deep. Oh, it's way deep. It's a home run. Okay. Instead he's going, it's a decrescendo. Yeah. If it's not good, it's I mean, zero to 60 for, for sure. Right. And I feel like that should be kind of a elementary fundamental thing about calling a game. Um, just a few little things like that. Um, and I, like I said, I don't want to pile on them, but the calling fly balls and some of this, it's like, okay, Shep, um, you, you know, get it together yeah i feel like and the i feel like everyone's gonna gonna roast me for this because nobody likes jack morris but i feel like my opinion of jack morris has actually gone slightly up while my opinion of shep has gone down in the last what has it been eight six whatever games i don't i don't know if it's just purely relative um but yeah it's like every little bit of it the i mean we've talked about the the pick to stick all of this stuff like it all yeah. seems so forced and so contrived. Yep. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I used to I used to watch every moment of the pregame shows. Now I I want the broadcast, but I'm muting it, and uh, I just want to see the nuts and bolts of what's going on. And I suppose it's not fair. I mean, there's no crowd to pan to and comment on. You know, the foul balls. There isn't some activity. There's no uh, ambient sound so there's a lot of difficulties to overcome um but i i don't like when they pipe in the sound yeah i I don't quite get that either i feel like but going back to the difficulties of the empty stadium i've had i've actually been trying to sync up like my phone so that i'm listening to to dan and jim while i'm watching It, it is very difficult but dan i was gonna say dan and jim but dan has found a way to 
bring the broadcast to life despite there being virtually nothing going on outside this the field right. and other than home runs nothing going on on it like it, it is possible just a certain set of, of broadcasters haven't haven't been able to do it but like you said i don't want i don't necessarily want to want to crap on them it is extremely difficult it's a hard job yeah. it's a hard job but i mean there's only so many of those jobs so it's kind of like being a bad senator like yeah, it's hard to make decisions and and be one of the 100 people to make laws in, in this way in the United States, but like you should be good at it. You are elected to be a senator. Like that's what you should do or, you know, CEO of a big company. There's only so many of these jobs. Yeah. I mean, more Johnny Kane would probably help. There's been what literally zero, right? I I don't know that I've seen him. He's he's getting himself ready. He's grooming himself. It's a lot of work. Maybe he Put your face on. <laughs> Maybe he just opted out and he's gonna gonna start fresh in the 2021 season. <laughs> All right. So we've we've spent a lot of time negative. Let's get positive because sure. um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but we're actually kind of good. Yeah, a, a little bit. A little well, bit. Small. The theme bit. here is going to be small sample size. Yes. Right. But. Um, so a lot of the additions that we've made have been good. Crone's been good. Uh, Scope's been good. Um, I think Romine's been okay. Yeah, Ivanova yeah. was acceptable. It was good. I feel like the broadcast yeah. always keep trying to lump Cameron Mabin in with the acquisitions that have been good. Yeah. I, I love Cam. Cam has not been good. And you don't have to bring everybody into it to prove your point. The majority right. of them have been good, yes. Right. Um, but those are some solid that you're getting some solid baseball out of players we did not have last year. And already you can tell that the 2020 version of the Tigers is exceedingly better than the 2019 version. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is obviously an extremely low bar. So let, let's, <laughs> let's not get too carried away. But right. yeah, absolutely. I feel like this, this free agent crop has been almost as good as the, the Pelfrey Mike Avila's. Um, what Tom Gorzolani crop from oh, as they were bad. Um, oh, that was a trade wreck. I mean, loath as any of us are to give Al Avila credit, like he actually has done very well. And yeah. it's been six games, and two of them, CJ Crone has struck out in literally all of his at bats. But right. he had a, like, I don't know that you could have too awfully much better of a series than that Cincy series. The, right. de the defense was outstanding, the home run hitting. I, you have you had when we were discussing what to talk about. How did we afford someone as good as C.J. Crone? And I think you put that spot on the money. <laughs> now, I, maybe I caught more of his home runs. I actually looked at his numbers. They're not like amazing, but he's playing for the Tigers as a free agent. Like, okay, we're not shopping on the top shelf here. I mean, this is a middle to low shelf guy, and he, he's been good. Yeah, I mean, he is a he, bona fide he, middle of the order type of hitter, yeah. which we haven't had in. Since sure. JD left, maybe. And like, how I mean, did he? How did he trickle down to us? I was, I'm kind of surprised. Well, just like I talked about with Jules on the show last week, um, which I'm assuming you listened to and took, you know, copious notes on. You know, the the relative value of a right-handed hitting first baseman is right. fairly low, and that's what he. I is. heard you break it down with Torque. I was, I listened. Yeah, yeah, he, he was good. I, I'm big Jules guy. I, I thought I was very happy to talk with him. Um, but yeah, the. 
Both of those signings have been really good. I've always kind of been a Jonathan Scope guy. I feel like because he was in Baltimore and he was, you know, hitting with Manny Machado. Machado always got those headlines, but Scope put in. I mean, him and uh, Machado and Nelson Cruz put us out of several uh, playoffs, if if I recall correctly. Which I just feel Scope is a real kindred spirit because he's from Curacao, so like we're both Dutch. Dutch. So I mean, that's really. I mean, it's just like you know, brethren. I feel that's really nice. Um, let's talk about other things that have been really good. The bullpen. So I'm I'm 31. I literally can't remember a time that we've had a good bullpen. Um, we're six, seven games in. The bullpen has been absolutely filthy. Where where did this come from? Okay, I haven't break it, broke this down or studying it, but there was like um, a series of scoreless innings that we had that was already close to or exceeded like bullpen scoreless innings from all of last year or something like that. I don't quote me on this. I'm almost positive. It's still going actually. Yeah. Like how is this happening? Yeah. I mean, we have a legit eight and nine guy. I mean, Joe obviously has had his struggles, but we have a legit eight and nine guy in, in Buck and Joe. Gregory Soto has been been a revelation. So here's the deal. (laughs) It was really funny. It was the, his second outing of the year when he went to scoreless and just blew the world apart. I tweeted when he hit the first batter, can we just be done with the Gregory Soto um, experiment? Because as you remember, all of the prior sample size was terrible. He went Oh two on whoever it was and hit him at that point. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. And then he proceeded to go on and, I mean, he literally hasn't put a foot wrong since. I feel like I'm going to take a little bit of credit for that, and maybe I should start chirping, like, Jamer or somebody. See if we can – can we be done with the Jamer Candelario experiment? Yeah, wow. You might be closer to home there. but um, So, yeah, the bullpen's been amazing. Although, if we're going to talk about the amazing bullpen, maybe we should talk about some of the debuts that happened. (laughs) And the debuts were rocky. They were not good. Because we had – Funkhauser, we had Burroughs and Anthony Castro all make their debuts, and they were all pretty rocky. They were, but here's the thing. I, the way I look at that is, so we have, what, 30-man rosters right now. Normally, we have 26. Those guys probably aren't Tigers players if it weren't for the expanded rosters. They sure. they came sure. in in a, in a crapshoot game. Like, I don't know. I have a hard time lumping them in with our quote-unquote real relievers you know this this is narrows alexander's those guys but yeah i mean they were i mean it was it was like turn the tv off bad yeah you know it's kind of funny i saw on twitter like people were giving them some love like you made your debut a little rocky but good job you know i was stunned it was all kind of positive like yeah that doesn't i guess the game was out of hand and people are just you know being supportive which i found refreshing yeah it's it's actually kind of nice yeah um, so who are who have been some of the standout bats for you? There's there's actually been choices. I feel like we didn't do a show at all last year where we positively talked about the offense. I got to tell you, like I I know small sample size, but I just looked and sorted by OPS, and the top two OPS on our team are two guys who I feel like I have somewhat similar paths with us, and that is Victor Reyes and Jacoby Jones. So they've both had times where they looked completely befuddled and lost as players. Would definitely agree with but, that. But then last year they had episodes where they looked like legit major league ball players. And now this year uh, they're they're looking strong again. 
And I, I'm just wondering, like, what what do we have in these guys? Are these are these uh, pieces for the future or not? So why don't why don't we take them individually? Let's start with Jacoby because obviously the upside is is much higher there. Um, I I have a hard time being rational about Jacoby because he looks like such a good ball player when he's in the outfield. He just oozes center field stud. When he's at the plate, he looks like he is a right. player. And anytime he does any, like the results actually echo that, it's really easy, at least for me, to get sucked in. But he yeah. looks like an absolute ball player right now. He's had some hot stretches, so I'm not getting completely yeah. carried away. But he has the pop. He has the speed. Like there's, there's not really a reason that he shouldn't be good other than he hasn't strung it together. I'm a little remiss to say that, yep, this is the time. But, you know, sometimes it takes yep. a little bit. He's he's not old. Yeah, he, he's 28 now. I mean, he's he's not a spring chicken. He's been around. But in terms of experience, like he hasn't had a full run of games. In I mean, he's he's had injuries. He's had all of these yep. things that have really stunted his development. I'm not saying that, he, that he's figured it out. But I, I think there's at least something to stick around there. I mean, if, if you... I think the defensive numbers last year, there was a little bit of concern because they were down or whatever. I think that was a little bit of an aberration. I mean, I, he's a good defensive outfielder. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe there was a couple gaffes or whatever, but he can, he can catch the ball. I'm not, I'm <laughs> I not thought Jules that. put it very well last week when he said he looks like a great defensive outfielder, <laughs> which I, I do think he is, but I, I do think he, he uh, gives the impression of a good defensive outfielder, maybe a little bit more than he actually is. But so you think the numbers from last year were kind of right that it says eh, he was he scuffled a little bit. I think he, I think he's league average. I think I okay. I think the the truth lies somewhere in the middle as okay. it most That's, often does. Right. But he can hit and he can hit for power. I think it's all about approach. Yeah. At the plate for him. You know, if he if he can refine his approach and and, and be selective, I think he's he's a major league average ball player. Yeah, I think maybe the problem was he hadn't watched Miggy take batting practice enough. I hear that that can <laughs> that can turn turn things around. But here's the thing: like if, the next person who describes Miguel Cabrera as a leader, I'm, I'm going to slap because Miguel Cabrera is an excellent baseball player, but a leader of men, he is not. No, and the thing is, is he doesn't have to be. He is the longer ten longest tenured Tiger. That doesn't mean he has to be the leader. Yeah, some people do you just know the aren't. next the next longest ti- tenured Tigers. I do, but that's just because I heard it earlier. Buck Buck Farmer, yeah, Harold Castro and Gregory Soto, uh, more than Buck, or in the Tigers organization. Ah, gotcha. Okay, yeah, man, I thought that was really doesn't, interesting. Doesn't vote particularly well. <laughs> Harold Castro, Gregory Soto, longest in the organization. Hammer and Harold. All right, let's move on to Victor Reyes, your boy. You've been defending him for years. <laughs> <laughs> Before it was we cool. Cr- <laughs> we crushed him, didn't we? Yes. Oh, we trashed him. To be fair, we but, were not the only ones. That's true. But what was it? Like mid-season last year? Like two thir- Then he just started to rake? Because he had... There's a stat. Uh, he had led the league... Or he was second in the league in hits for like the last two months of the season last year. It was insane. Yeah, but it was... Light hit. Like, yeah. Not a lot of power. But the thing is, is we're a rebuilding team. So I, I feel like we, you come back to this with both with both Reyes and Jacoby. When we're good, like if we ever get to the point where we're competing for World Series, 
these guys aren't going to be with us. Yeah. So when we're competing for divisions, they're they're good enough. I, th- I think that both of them have a place. Certainly on a, a twenty-six man, I think Jacoby as a as a starting center fielder. I mean, if we're good enough and he's hitting ninth, that's a heck of a piece to have at the bottom of the order who plays a center field the way he does. But the problem is they're like our best players right now. <laughs> that is a problem. And that's not a good sign. And we're still near the top of the division. What what up, AL Central? Yeah, world beaters. That's right. Um, so let's let's move on. Miggy um, he's had an interesting start to the year. Uh, he obviously came in in the best shape of his life, as he's done yeah. uh, a time or two before. Felt. Uh, what have you seen from the big fella? You know there there has been times where he's been slow on fastballs and pitches where he would have just spit on, you know, breaking balls low and away. He he's, I saw him swing at a pitch that bounced a foot in front of the plate. And I was like, that's not Miguel Cabrera. And here I was ready just to dog on him. And then he just crushed a home run the other day. And I was like, well, I maybe maybe he's good, but I, I, I don't know. Are you I, I suggesting think maybe he has like cataracts or something? He's he's getting to an age like you where the eyes start to go. Yeah, you know, the body is starting to decompose quickly. I mean, I I, I don't think we can rule that out. But I, I guess what I'm suggesting is I don't think we're getting David Ortiz in his aging years. I I, I think I mean, if he doesn't show something in in 60 games with a thin body and everything like that, it's not going to get a lot better from here. Yeah, I I sadly think that you are correct. I I always said that I thought him and Victor were going to age well because the hit tool was their carrying tool. I have uh, been proven to be vastly incorrect on on both cases. I mean, do you feel he's batting third for us? It's your best hitter. Do you feel confident when Miguel Cabrera is standing at the plate right now? No, I don't. I mean, I'd rather see Crone. I'd rather see Scope. Scope. Yep. I'd rather honestly, I'd rather see Nico. Nico's had a rough start to the year, and I probably would still rather him be up in a clutch situation. Yeah. I mean, Nico. Nico's been fine. I mean, so. Yeah, you're not going to move him down to sixth in the order because he's Miguel Cabrera. But there's going to need to be that discussion. Um, you know, it's it's it happens to the best. I, you know, I don't know where Pujols is right now either. But, you know, these guys get older. And, um, yeah, I don't I don't see it returning to to the caliber Miguel Cabrera was. I mean, we will run him out there, but it's been a little disheartening for me. Yeah, especially considering, like, he's been such a fixture for so long. He's been beloved for so long. His play has been beloved. I (laughs) I still think that when you are in the ballpark, both north or south, when he comes up, I mean, he gets the yeah. biggest ovation by far. Um, yeah. And obviously that's that's a little bit different than, you know, general uh, or maybe specifically Tiger's Twitter, how we feel about him. Um, but so anyway, uh, let's let's look forward a little bit. Obviously, extremely small sample size, but the season is small sample size. Um, mm-hmm. We are, what, maybe an eighth of the way through the season and we are right there in it. At what right. point do we think it's go time and we actively start to go with, for it, bringing up your Mises, your Mannings, 
seen how they can help this team. I, I read on Twitter today that today was the service time manipulation day. I don't I don't know if that's true, false, or otherwise, but it I mean it should be soon, if not actually today. And spoiler alert, uh, the Tigers have won. So um, the Tigers are four and two with ten percent of the season over. That's close. Eighth, tenth, pretty much the same yeah. thing. So that's from Cody Stavenhagen. I, I re- uh, by the way, we, I feel like we don't we don't give the beat guys enough. They've obviously put in yeah. um, a really weird shift this year, oh gosh, yeah. and both him and Evan and and uh, Beck, all those guys have done a really really good job. I feel like we should we craft on the on the TV broadcasters. We should give the the newspaper guys um, credit where credits due. Yep. And my my buddy and my punch, favorite punching bag Tokars uh, writes, none of this is sustainable. But with 60 games, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. And I think Tokars, you're right. And that's what kind of makes it fun. Like it's, this is not a marathon, you know, baseball season. It's a marathon. No, this is maybe like a mile, you know, a 400 y- meter. Is that a race? Is that a measurement? Sure. Yeah. Four, it's I mean, it's definitely meter. a measurement. I don't know if it's a, if it's a race or not. <laughs> but <laughs> Never touched a track in my life. Um, so... Yeah, just have some fun with it. Why not get a little bit excited? Hope you strike gold. Hope you catch a little magic in a bottle. We've had enough misery in our life, friends, haven't you? Don't you feel like you can capture a little bit of joy and hope? I say, heck yes, go for it. Live a little. I mean, you know, I, I pretty... We 30 games in. We If we win 15 games, call up the kids. Let's get run them out there. Why? Why not? I, uh, 538 had us at 18 wins. That was their projections preseason. Wow. I, I think we're going to kill that at this point. You know, I don't tell me either, like, this would be a cheap year or whatever. This would be freaking magical. In the And what's going on in society? Flags fly, fly forever. You, you're not taking that 2020 banner down. Whoever wins this thing, that counts. It counts for me. If we can get through the season, that that's a banner. It's an it's a magical opportunity, really. Yeah, I mean, it is as they would say in soccer. It's it's a free hit. You got n- nothing to lose. Okay, yeah. so put on your GM hat. If you're you're Al Avila, you know you have your your collared Mafia. shirt. Mafia boss, yeah. Mm-hmm. When do you pull the trigger? Like I said, I, I think it's thirty games. Thirty. Yeah. Okay. Twenty-five, maybe. But you you have to you have to be over five hundred halfway. All right, fair enough. I mean that's kind of my my metric. I mean what else? I mean, and okay, here's a bigger point too. What is the virus doing? If things are stealing steering clear, good. I'm not calling the kids up just to get them exposed to to any kind of health danger. Yeah. Now I know it's not fair for the rest of the ball players to have that kind of risk either, but. Uh, if there is additional stress on the teams in the season, I won't even call it a virus related, but if it's a lot of rigmarole, yeah, it's probably not worth putting the kids through it. But yeah, if you have a fighting chance, run them up. Let's do it. Absolutely. I dig it. All right, let's move on to your power rankings. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Power rankings. Okay, I have a confession hall. My confession is I'm a little bit nerdy. (laughs) I don't think that's going to surprise anybody. And in my life, there's been a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. And I needed something comforting and familiar in my life. So I've been watching, streaming on Netflix, a lot of Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> this is this was like a staple of my my like childhood, late childhood, early teen years, because it was the only thing on TV. We did not have cable. This was over broadcast television. Wow. And uh, it, it was on on Sunday mornings and like football wasn't on yet. So there, I had nothing else to do. So before we had internet. So I watched Star Trek The Next Generation. And I never appreciated it as much as a kid as I did now. But I've been crushing these episodes. And it's so healthy and happy because there's all these problems. And in 45 minutes, they're all solved. And you'd be stunned how many episodes are about like viruses and contagions and stuff like that. Have we and tried the using think, the solutions that they use? We should. Well, it's they're like, oh, we should quarantine these people and isolate them. Don't expose them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Jordy LaForge and you know, uh, you know, the Crusher, Doctor Crusher, should be in charge of the in charge of the, the CDC. Yeah, let's do it. Beverly, come on. All right, so I have for you, this is a little nerdy, the top seven and bottom three Star Trek The Next Generation characters. Okay, here we go. I, have you ever watched the show in your life? Not, not, not a okay. second. We're going to make this quick. <laughs> okay. Because it's going to be painful if you've never <laughs> seen the television show. Number seven is Counselor Deanna Troy. Dang. She is, she's nice to look at. She's always got the, uh, you know, the low cut uniform, which I find fascinating since they all have the same uniform except for Troy. So So you get even in space, that is a a trope that carries over. Yeah. Okay. Now she is like the, 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 um, the empath. Right. She she's the uh, gets in touch with the feelings. Hmm. And that's a little over the top, but she's fine. She's number seven. Number six is Q, which is a really cool character. It's basically like this entity that's like all powerful and he comes and interacts with Captain Picard. It's kind of fascinating. Six. Hmm. Uh, Number five is Guinan, who's played by Whoopi Goldberg. Hmm. And she's like the the bartender. She kind of plays the function of like Wilson in Home Improvement. <laughs> like the important characters have to go and like talk to somebody. That's Guyan and that's Whoopi Goldberg. Huh, interesting. Number four is uh, Commander da- Data. He's an android. 
I always think the actor who plays him is like really good, but the shtick gets a little bit old with like, um, what does this human word mean? <laughs> okay. Data. Sometimes I think that to myself too. What does this human word mean? Bingo. What does that mean? Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, date is fine. Number three is uh, William Riker. Num- number number one, Riker. He's charming with the ladies. Although the first season I'm watching, he doesn't have a beard yet. So that's the the key component of Riker. He's kind of a playboy. So there's there's lots of women on this ship that he can cycle through. I kind of assumed that the supply would be fairly limited. Well, you can hook up with, you know, lady uh, alien ladies. You'd be surprised how many even alien ladies, uh, even in the next generation, which is, you know, not the original series. But they're still finding alien women to hook up with. And, you know, the holodeck, you can manufacture some women to get busy with. (laughs) Riker's all about that life. (laughs) Number two is Jordy LaForge. I like this. I like this guy. Not Jordy Jordy Mercer. Jordy LaForge. He's the guy with the the visor, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. Everybody knows that. LeVar Burton. How can you not like LeVar Burton? I I do like LeVar Burton. Don't don't accuse me of that. (laughs) He's he's reading to children. And teaching them the joy of books. Turning them all and, into book jockeys. Yeah. And he's Jordy LaForge, who's an, an engineer and is awesome. Number one, you got to guess? No, I have no idea. You really don't know the show if you don't know number one. Number one is Jean-Luc Picard. Captain Picard, played by Patrick Stewart. He's the best character. I could just watch Patrick Stewart play John Luke Picard all the time. He's tough, wise, kind of playful at times. He's the best character. Does he remind you of someone else that you know? Me? That's <laughs> so good at acting. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Is that not what you have okay, three worst characters because people are already rolling their eyes. Third from the worst is Worf. Uh... You know, he just growls and wants to hit things. But can, I can relate. Himself. You know, Worf is kind of a trash character. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Number two is Wesley Crusher, who's famously played by Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton got famous later for, like, being kind of a an early internet celebrity. So he was, like, really young when he played Wesley Crusher. And I was expecting it to be super bad because it's kind of cliched how bad the acting was but he wasn't horrible i mean he's a kid actor it was better than i thought but it's it's still not okay is he better or worse than uh macaulay culkin yeah probably a little worse okay number one the worst character in star trek the next generation is tasha yar like the acting is not good. The character is not like well developed. She's supposed to be like this tough security officer, but like she just either like yells or cries all the time. It's just so worthless. I don't like that character at all. That's it. That's that's my comfort embarrassing indulgence lately. Star Trek the next generation. I bet there I bet there's many listeners out there who who would have enjoyed that far more than I did. Are you are you saying you didn't like that? I thought it was excellent. I I feel like I've seen the show now based on your representation of these characters. I kind of feel like Shep now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, you're you're definitely our Simo. I think everyone knows that. Oh. <laughs> All, right. All right. Did you see anything alongside the road? Nothing oh. about nothing about running today. Um, but I did. You uh, have a whole new geography to explore. All. Yeah, I, I came up with a little bit of a different segment. It's called um, "Excuse Me, What." I wrote down two quotes that came out of the mouth of one Matt Shepard, um, and I thought that we could uh, could get into pile them on here. him some more. To be okay. fair, I didn't know that we were going to pile on him so much earlier in the show, or maybe I would have gone a different direction here. If you're part of the Shepard family, could you just make sure that he doesn't hear this? Yeah, he. Then? We do genuinely like him. Just we yeah, don't we don't enjoy listening to him as much. <laughs> Okay, what do you got? All right, the first one, um, this one was not last night, but the night before. Uh, This is the exact quote. Tigers looking forward to Mercer, Mabin, and Victor Reyes coming up in the bottom of the second. Really? We're we're looking forward to Mercer, Mabin, and Victor Reyes? (laughs) Well, come on. Well, I mean, maybe they're not looking. Maybe he didn't mean looking forward in a, like, um, eagerness way. Just like maybe they're looking forward in time. Like, oh, tomorrow I am looking forward to getting a toward root canal. my doctor's appointment. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Uh, just got to stretch a little. And the other one, the internet made a lot of this. Um, the exact quote is, Jacoby Jones wears a crown off the Reds' closer. Um, I, I don't even know what to make of that one. Wears a so it was when Jacoby tied it up off of uh, Rizel Iglesias in the okay. I want to say either the second, I think the second game of the year. Okay. Um, it was in it was in the ninth inning, uh, and he said he wears a crown off the Reds closer. Okay, all right. You keep saying okay, all right, but that doesn't <laughs> offer any insight as to what it means. I'm agreeing that that's a thing he probably said. What more do you want from me? My mom told me taught me manners. So anyway, that's, excuse me, what? Um, For tonight. So let's move on to your Twitter questions. How did I become in charge of Twitter? Because I don't like to do it. That's how. I feel like we go over this every week. I don't like reading. Let me find the bottom. I'm I'm not always prepared for this. Can the tight, oh, this is Nick Holla. Uh, Can the Tigers realistically keep this up? Are they going to crash soon? They're going to keep it up. We're being hopeful. Nicola. And also, I feel like it depends on what you mean by crash. Like, I mean, are we going to stay above 500? I, I don't know, but I don't, I don't know that. I feel like nothing is within the realm of possibilities that would make me think we're going to crash. Like, my expectations was last right. year. Yeah. We're already not doing that. So, right. no, I don't think we're going to crash. Although we started hot last year, too. We won, like, that five was, out of the first seven games or whatever. That was another lifetime. Yeah, that seems like so long ago. Um, Michael Litzner asks, will the Tigers hit more home runs this year in 60 games than they did in 162, but it was really one, games last year? I believe the 2019 total was around 140. I just said it. I think it was 142. So if they keep up this pace and hit two home runs a game, that's uh, math, 120 home runs. Um, so yeah, maybe, but probably not. Yeah. Let's, let's go with it. Yeah. I I think CJ Crone gets us there all by himself. There you go. Good. We're being happy under over under MLB plays 15 more games. Oh, this is a virus question. This Jacob Saronic. This cuts to it. Doesn't it? 
Yeah. I will. So here's the deal. I don't. I don't want it to end because I'm. In, I'm enjoying Tiger's baseball right now. Yeah. But I. I don't know that I would be confident in taking the over there. Uh, our girl Robin Runyon, Atomic Pixie, at Atomic Pixie, asks, "Who's my tiger?" It's a fair question. Uh, you have more than ever to choose from. There's just a lot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you have a lot of options. Um, I feel like there should be some kind of flow chart. Yeah. Do you know anyone that, that makes uh, quirky flow charts? <sighs> it would be a lot of work. I'm just kind of lazy. Maybe push pause on the Star Trek and get to flow charting. Listen, have you ever considered listen, that? Listen, Star Trek requires zero work. I, I could just fall asleep. I don't even have to look at, you know, a keyboard. The answer is Nico. Nico is awesome. Nico is obviously my favorite player. He's the, he's the coolest guy on the team. It should be Nico. Nico. Nico is pretty fun. I'm kind of digging crone. You know, I, it's always kind of a downer when you're root for former twins, but we're like half former twins. True. I didn't like Rod and Gardenheiter for a while because he's a, former twin guy but now i like him do you so, i was gonna say you <laughs> didn't like him because he was a former twin now you don't like him because he's a no, current like tiger <laughs> i like garden Iron. i like him a lot more than i thought i would yeah uh greg uh ryan blevins asked greg soto looks really good that's not a question how oh here's a question how long until he <laughs> is statement. overworked and pitches in 55 games and fizzles out before the end of the year if he pitches 55 games in a 60 game season that's a lot ryan analysis <laughs> <laughs> ryan is double dipping getting greedy with the questions where were you when where were you when you on the night the world realized the Tigers might mess around and win this division. I was in my house. Positive. I really haven't been anywhere but my house, so. How <laughs> else would we be? Although in Indiana, we can do pretty much whatever we want, so I actually could be somewhere else. But yeah, um, yeah, we're, we're hopeful. Flags fly forever. Uh, Mitch from Michigan asks. Who's on the Mount Rushmore of great baseball player facial hair? I actually did some research into this because I thought this was a really good question. Um, the the obvious answer, Brian Wilson, you know, the beard, he really wants us to, oh, to, right. to think that's him. Right. So because of that, I'm not putting him on there because he wants Got it too it. bad. Um, I really like the Mike Fires. I'm not so keen on him as a See, person. did the spiral? Yeah, it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, that was pretty epic. Um, I liked Scott Spezio. You know, he had just like the little uh, chin goatee thing. Yeah, it was... A little flavor saver. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jason Wirth. I feel like he had the, the big caveman beard kind of before it was cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then to have a Tigers tie-in, either um, Todd Jones or Brandon Ninja's um, dalliance with, with facial hair. Either of yeah. those. Like who, how about Jim Leland? Just got that kind of bushy mustache going. Just yeah. the mustache only look, I feel like is a good look for I mean, a ball player. Yeah. For, 70s. For sure. Um, Let's see. Uh, Brett Yoder, Brett Yode asks, who's the tiger most likely to post coronavirus truth or content on social media? Um, So there's a lot of tigers minor leaguers who do. I'm not going to name names, but given more freedom, I think more players than you'd think would be kind of rocking that content. 
Yeah. Um, but they're showing some discretion, which is smart. Yeah. I, I feel like the the biggest uh, example would be a now former and now retired Tiger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about the same person or thinking of the same person. You 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 give the name. Alex Wilson. <laughs> Gosh, you're such a hater. <laughs> um, let's see. We're going to skip, skip, skip. Um, Tim in the North asks best tiger nickname of all time there are a lot of good ones pudge sweet lou the georgia peach the bird did you read think about this at all i did but you're i'll i'll defer to you because you're older and have probably experienced uh, more i just remember uh them efforting so hard to come up with a nickname for chris shelton and i always thought it was like uh no we're not calling him red pop i don't want anything forced Mm-mm. Pudge is good. I like Pudge. Uh, I liked, so obviously this was before my time, but uh, Senor Smoke, Aurelio Lopez. Sure, that yeah. is a fantastic nickname. Senors. And the other one, um, this is a left-handed pitcher that pitched for the Tigers from 59 to 63. His name was Don Mossy, and they refer to him as the Sphinx. The Sphinx. Uh, I don't know how, why, but that is, that's A+. Plus. It has something to do with his sphincter. I, I would perf- I would prefer to think that they don't know anything about his sphincter, but you know who am I to say? <laughs> well, I'll I'll have to research that and get back to you. Maybe maybe it'll become a power rankings or something. I was too busy watching the next generation to research that. Question. I feel like somebody suggested Red Bull for Turnbull last year, and it never really caught yeah, on. I've yeah, always thought that that good. is actually pretty quality. Yeah. That's pretty good. But the thing is, is we don't really have the power to get that going. So you'll have to talk with, with Johnny Kane or, I don't know, someone. Yeah. I feel like there's been some nicknames I've tried to get off the ground through the years, and it just never really happens. Um, Lawn Steak Ball, Mr. asks, uh, un- over under 10 and a half outfield collisions this se- season for Victor Reyes. Poor. Collisions with fences and teammates both count. Poor Victor. He already crashed into the fence once. It's, he is much like the proverbial baby deer on ice, but you know, wow. he is yeah. what he is. Embrace him. He, he's he's a fun fun little guy. I tell you what, we're going to need either Derek Hill or uh, Riley Green, somebody to catch the ball. I mean, because it it just always seems with especially with Kristen Stewart out there, like you just need to give these guys as much help as you can. I don't know. Um, do we have any more questions? There's a picture of Garth Brooks for some reason. Well, sure. Oh, Donnie Baseball, a nickname for Don Kelly. You like that? Yeah. That's all right. Um, let's see. Does the potential... This is from El Soldado Gordo. I like how how focused your face got as you were trying to read (laughs) that. that This person's question is, does the potential upside of Kristen Stewart outweigh the fact that Victor Reyes is superior offensively and defensively and really deserves the bulk of the playing time in left field? I feel like we're playing fast and loose with superior offensively and defensively. So here's the thing. I feel like I've said that like 12 times in the show. I'm going to have to go ahead and cut that one out. Um we need to know what Kristen Stewart can do. Right. I mean, that, that is the thing we, we, I have a pretty good idea what 
Victor Reyes can do. And if we get 20, 25 games in and we're looking like we have a chance to win the division, then yeah, we probably should roll with Victor Reyes if he's the one that gives us a better chance to win the division, which as of right now, he probably does. But until then, we, we have to find out if Christian Stewart can hit. Yeah. I buy that. So, yeah. and Kristen know. Stewart, I don't know. He, he's such a likable guy. You know, we talked about that, but, um, he does not give you much defensively and he's not hitting for a lot of average. He's got to hit for power. I mean, he's got to hit dingers. And truly he, he hasn't yet in his big league career. Yeah. Like at, so, at any point, Victor, Victor Reyes is in no risk of getting, DFA or cut or shown the pink slip, but Kristen Stewart, you know, could he surely could has to have options, doesn't he? I'm sure, but I mean, he could not be with the big club. You could imagine a situation where that happens. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um, Adam Langworthy asks, "Are you at least a little excited by the fact that the Tigers could make the playoffs in this world weird season?" Yeah. I think we kind of covered this yeah, territory. Absolutely. Yeah. We've decided we have decided that we are going to be a little excited. <laughs> exactly. Well. You get to choose. Um Mitch from Michigan asks Door A Tigers win this year's World Series with 2020 goofiness and expanded playoffs, but are guaranteed to finish last in the division for the next decade. A I don't even care what B is. Give or me door A. B is roll the dice on the future and them being consistently good and winning it in a normal way. A. Fla- a. a. Flags fly forever. That's right. You, you can get the condition associated with A and not have a World Series. I'll take I'll take the cloth, man. Yeah, absolutely. If when a World Series title is on the line, I'm I'm taking that every time. Definitely. And uh Final question. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, it's not final. John Fine asks, I scared of sock puppets. <laughs> Are you scared of sock puppets? No, but I'm, I'm afraid of clowns and wet naps. I hate wet naps. Wet naps? What is wrong yeah, with it's you? It's so toxic. Oh, I don't... oh, so it's more of a, like, what they're the... going to do to you fear as opposed to, like... You wouldn't want to be left alone in a room with one. No, it's just kind of an unpleasant thing. All right, fair enough. Um, Nicholas Wisniewski asks, how feasible is it to frame Whit Merrifield for murder? Follow-up, has there ever been a more white name than Whit Merrifield? <laughs> Let's take the second part first. No, no. that is an extremely white <laughs> name. Um, in... <laughs> Yeah, I suppose. How hard do you think it would be to frame somebody for murder, for mur- especially a major league ball player? I think it would be pretty hard. I think so too. It'd be much easier to like plant weed in his locker or something. I feel like that would be yeah. a lot simpler and because do, I do feel the same like thing. For a murder, you need a dead body. That's true, but you can probably find those. I don't know. You run alongside the road all the time, and how many have you seen? I guess zero. That's a that's a solid point. <laughs> it's hard to find them. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mike Florida seven thousand, which sounds like the worst superhero. In the world. <laughs> I apologize for him, Mike. I think you sound like a great superhero. Here comes Mike Florida seven thousand. Oh, and he's robbed a strip club. <laughs> riding an alligator Florida, into man. town. 
he asks, what do you guys think about the fake crowd noise during games? I'm okay. I'm okay with it. But I'm well conditioned to it by now. I mean, it's just, I feel like it's just part of the, part of the scenery. It, it's whatever. Uh, so David Fleecefleiss asks, so Shep's going to go with the wear the crown home run call for real? <laughs> he, he caught the statement that you did. Wear the crown? I'd say at this point, let's just do it. Why not? It's kind of like the Ball State joke one where the guy kid goes, uh, boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> you know, this is kind of like, uh, wearing the crown. I'm in. I'm in, Shep. Why not? I'm going to start like using that in my everyday parlance. I suppose. Yeah. That's it. That's it for questions. A lot of questions that's, tonight. That's you, did, you did a good job powering through. I wouldn't have read nearly that many. Well, I'm dumping some to the curb, too. Get, get rid of some chaff. Thank you for submitting your questions, even the chaff. Thank you. Especially the chaff. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can. On Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. And we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. Eric, glad to have you back beneath the bridge. Um, glad you were able to, to survive a, another family softball game i made it mostly in one piece or more or less um anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for another week enjoy some baseball friends while you can you never know what tomorrow holds so live it up while we're uh we're, we're living living high it's yeah, good stuff that's right uh with that being said we'll catch you guys next week and eat them up tigers eat them up goodbye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big.